Time to welcome our guests to the show. And uh, as normal, we're pleased to have Enzio von File back on the show, Wealth Investment Strategist. Uh, good morning, Enzio. How good are you? Good to you. Very well. You, James? I am fine. Fine, thank you. Uh, Kenny Wen is Head of Investment Strategy at KGI Asian, joins us as well. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning. Well, I guess uh, the big story, of course, is Credit Suisse overnight sort of took us a little bit by surprise, I suppose. We've been talking a lot about SVB on the show uh, the last few days. Uh, NCO, did this come as a surprise to you? Well, not really, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's a disaster that's been waiting to happen and has been happening over the years. You had a radio commentator mentioning names like Greensill and other problems that Credit Suisse has had. It's just been afflicted since I started this business 40 years ago. Um, but ever since, it used to be a very good name. So it doesn't sadly come as a surprise. But the problem is that once you have one bank beginning to slide, then others also slide. And you saw that with the European bank shares, the Deutsches, the Barclays, etc. Kenny, um, you have similar yes. views? Yeah, I agree. Especially, I think for banking industry, the trust and confidence is the key. So for Credit Suisse, there were, there are two issues which we need to pay attention to. First of all is it related to issue is company report. It really hurt the, uh, the, the investor confidence. And secondly is major shareholder, as mentioned by you, uh, reject to offer further financial support. So that's why, uh, everyone will choose to leave the bank. So we see the, uh, the, the, the the stock price dropped a lot, but luckily uh, we 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 see that uh, the Swiss National Bank uh, may offer uh, liquidity support when needed. So I think coming few days will be very important uh, in case the set, uh, the sentiment uh, stable down uh, stabilize, then everything is good. Other other than that, then we will see how the National Bank will offer support, and also I think next week. The FOMC will have the meeting. So I think they will taking into account uh, the, the, the banking issue when they make the uh, interest rate decision. Mm. Uh, commentators in the US, at least some commentators in the US, have, have said that this is nothing to do with uh, the US uh, banking issues and SVB. Um, it's more of a European uh, problem. Would, would that be something you would agree with? No, I, what I was suggesting before, I think it's really everybody's problem and that's how it grows. But I would also um, differ a little bit with my colleague James here, with, with Kenny, because I think actually that if you, the, it's the moral hazard issue, if the Saudis don't want to support this bank, then why on earth should the Swiss National Bank step in and shell out money to make even more mistakes? Because Credit Suisse, the saga has been going on for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, you said twenty years. In fact, you mentioned forty years just a few moments ago. Well, I no, mean, that's when I started. That's when I started looking has to it, join has the this, industry. Has this been a troubled bank uh, for all of those decades? Yeah, for for many many decades, it's 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 been a. It used to be a very good back at, back in the eighties. Grandpa talking here. Back in the eighties, it was actually quite a good name. People wanted to go there, like Deutsche. But since it's just crumbled, sadly, the franchise. Now, SVP, of course, has been our focus, mm. particularly in the last uh, few days. Um, it, you know, it, it's 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 one of the smaller, but still a big bank, and it it's it's certainly had its share of troubles, hasn't it? And you know, if you lift the hood, what what's going on? What's been going on underneath at SVB? Well, it's a small bank, but it's a big bang, I'd say. the mm. The problems is that it's the cardinal sin was a maturity mismatch called greed. What happened was that the boys, it's faced by a tech crash. The new management at SVP decided to take the deposits and 
eke out another 40 basis points. In other words, under half a percent more. But then they foolishly, by doing that 40 basis point increase, they locked in the money for 10 years. Now, that's just downright stupid because any housewife can tell you that if you have liabilities due every month, like payroll, for instance, you can't then go and lock the money up for 10 years. It doesn't work. So they blame the crashing tech sector. Well, that is out of their control. But certainly this currency, this, this, this maturity mismatch is a huge problem. That's what then triggered a massive withdrawal by the clients, by those, by those funds that had invested in, in the tech startups. Are they alone in this kind of behaviour, uh, though, Enzio? You know, there surely are some other uh, financial institutions which haven't really quite got it right. And, you know, is this an endemic problem? Uh, well, it is. I mean, greed is. It's, it's, it's been around, <laughs> that's been around for more than 40 years, I'd say. That's according to my history. Um, so, uh, yes, I mean, it's – and I'm just waiting for the next shoe to fall on this one. They, I don't know which one it is, but you can't just say – and nobody is here in this, in this forum – that it's just to, it's it, it's not going to affect U.S. banks, of course, because they've all got interbank credit lines and correspondent banking lines with each other, and so it's just a downright mess, basically. Kenny, w- yeah. would you have um, worries going forward about the banks? You know, how how are you seeing um, the weeks, months ahead? Are we going to see more things like this happening? Do you think? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Because uh, first of all, for SVB, I think uh, investor we worry that, that another one and uh, or, uh, or something uh, another bank will subject to the same issue because they also subject to the same macro uh, situation. They also subject to rising interest rate. So what happened in SVB may also happen in other uh, reg- uh, Asian region. Uh, uh, American regional banks. But for me, I think a large bank should be, uh, especially in US, should be relatively protected because as we all know, after 2008, uh, the accounting standard regulation on top tier bank is a little bit uh, different. Uh, and also for long one, I'm thinking that uh, the those ba- banks, if we don't have banking crisis, may be the ban- beneficiary because the money will fight to the quality and FOM- FOMC may slow down the interest rate high. But coming few days, few weeks uh, will be very important, as I just mentioned it. Uh, we're seeing, you know, US and Europe affected by this uh, so far. Uh, are we going to see this spread to, to Asia, Kenny, do you think? Uh, for, uh, I think our major focus will be China or Chinese bank. Uh, up to this moment, they are relatively safe because, uh, they are doing only the borrowing and lending business and they sub, uh, they relatively less sensitive to the, uh, bond yield rising in US. So, uh, also, also they will have the government support anyway. So I think, uh, we will pay attention to Europe and US in this moment. Can I also just interject, James? Mm, mm. We'd also better pay attention in the U.S. to the Midwestern banks, to the small banks, and to the shadow banks. That's what my mother-in-law always taught me, that when the interest rates are low, the wrong people get rich. And that's exactly, that's, it's, it, it, that's happened also mm. for thousands of years. So mm. <laughs> to keep an eye on, on the shadow banks in the U.S. and also on the Midwestern banks, 
um, because they're also being afflicted by weather problems, that's going to be another big boo-boo. Yeah, that might creep up on us, mightn't yeah. it? Um, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell must be rolling his eyes a little bit at uh, all of this. You know, uh, the the effects on the bond yields, the effect on yes. interest rates. And uh, guys, what's going to happen next weekend, Zio? Where, where are you seeing well, that I'm decision Well, I'm still up going? on 25 basis points. I think the Fed has made so many mistakes, again, over so many years, not 40, I'll concede that point, that <laughs> yes. um, they <laughs> have to at least show some form of strength. Again, I keep on rattling on that there's so much of a supply side issue in this inflation. The 6%, a lot of that was caused by food prices and um, the food prices slowed to annual gains only of 9.5%. Food is a very important inflationary component. So I think I'm still looking at Fed's coming up to about 6% um, over the next until the U.S. presidential election heats up, which is going to be probably about spring of next year, then we have the mm. debt ceiling charade. Yes. That's mm. also going to be a right mess. So I think that's in kind year, of August, right? That's going to hit us. Just... Yeah, but it's not, we're not going to be so august. I can tell you that it's going to be pretty, pretty <laughs> downright dirty. <laughs> we should yeah. see. Kenny, what are your thoughts about next week and the Fed? I think uh, we remain looking for 25 basis point increase because, uh, as we all know, the FOMC just uh, make a lot of mistakes. Uh, for example, in the year 2021, at the end of 2021, they still saying that the inflation is transitionary. And then uh, don't forget the last time is raise interest rate 25 basis point. So if a uh, uh, cut rate or increase 50 basis point, it Against making it, uh, it make another mistake. So, the better way is to keep the the interest rate movement at twenty five basis point. Uh, on the other hand, if we cut rates, I think it was sending a very bad signal mm. or indicator for the investment market. Well, I'm sure we're going to keep talking about that on Money Talk over the next few days. Now, yeah. let's turn to China uh, briefly. Um, you know, the economic outlook at the uh, at the moment um, for the country's economy and for the investors particularly, how are you seeing things, Enzio? Uh, you know, it's um, the data is sort of looking middling at the moment, if I might say. It's middling. The economic time is actually beginning to look better, I mean, but better is a very relative term. It's it's yeah. a sickly child that's recovering from COVID. Mm. And so, like we argued some months ago, this China is not a Lazarus. It does not suddenly rise up from the dead and say, hey, guys, it's all terrific and let's move on. It's going to take a long time to to get back on its feet. But the economic time in China is good. The economic time in America is going to be bad to terrible. Kenny, so I think you want to be long yeah. China, short U.S. Mm, mm. Kenny, is that uh, an outlook that you, you would agree with? Uh, i relatively positive on China's uh, economic situation. Uh, first of all, we need to combine January and February data as we have the Lunar New Year holiday. So in this case, I think we at least seen some stabilization on the economy or at least the improvement is on track. We expect uh, in second quarter, we will see even better data. And I think one of the key points is uh, whether, uh, put it this way, for the past two years, Actually, there's a lot of uh, excess saving in the banking system in China. So if the confidence improves, then the uh, investor will spend the money uh, for investment and buying cars, autos or property. Then we'll have a very positive impact on the uh, global, uh, uh, the general uh, economic situation. So we will uh, closely monitor the excess saving. 
And here in Hong Kong, you, you're optimistic about Hong Kong stocks just very quickly? <laughs> uh, the trend is, is still going lower. And I think the key is uh, what happened in the coming few days or weeks regarding the banking crisis. Mm. So you are worried it might, uh, it might spill over into the Hong Kong market in a, in a bigger way? Yeah, for sure. Well, we don't, because of the peg, which is great, we are not as protected as, as China, which obviously doesn't have a peg to the dollar with the renminbi. Mm, mm. Well, we wait with interest. Uh, as <laughs> ever, uh, thank you very much to Kenny <laughs> Wen, Head of Investment Strategy at uh, KGI Asia, and also to Enzio Von File, our normal guest at uh, uh, this time on a Thursday. Enzio is Wealth Investment Strategist, of course. Thank you both.